Please be seated. I have to confess, I am one of those annoying people who once had the question authority bumper sticker on the back of my car. I'm bumper sticker free these days, but frankly, I still believe in the idea of questioning authority. Chalk it up to some sort of innate need to test boundaries or to my pinko commie liberal paideia education, but I'm not at all comfortable with rules just for the sake of rules. I don't mind rules at all, really. I like them, in fact. Despite my authority-questioning ways, I do actually cherish order. But I like to know who made the rules, what experiences they are based on, whether those experiences have any bearing on my life. Because I said so, just doesn't fly with me. And so I question. Not just for the sake of questioning, not to be difficult or be different, but to learn and to continue to order my world around principles that make meaning of the chaos around me. I like to know why. The Ten Commandments. As distant as they seem to our time and place, they are not an arbitrary set of rules put forth by a because-I-know and because-I-said-so kind of God. There are enough authority-questioning types like myself in Christian history to ensure that that just isn't the case. These ten are not suggestions for how to make your life neater or a little more spiritually grounded. The Ten Commandments aren't nice ideas. These are commandments. That is, if you believe in the authority of God, these are what you are bound to live by in order to uphold your end of the bargain. These are the primary laws that should be ordering all of our lives all the time, every day. No other laws in the world trump these. For Christians, these are our code of ethics. These are our constitution. The first four are about how we relate to God. No other gods. No idols. Don't misuse God's name. Keep the Sabbath. They're important, and the likely the most abused of the ten. These are the commandments that remind us how to act in the presence of the Most Holy, in light of the promises that we've made and promises that were made to us in the covenants of our forebears. These first four are how we are to keep up our end of the bargain where God is concerned. They are how we show respect, how we show allegiance, how we set aside time to do it. These commandments are hard to keep. After all, we don't look God in the face on a daily basis. So it's easy to build up idols of the things that are more present to us or to work or sleep our way straight through the time set aside for worship and rest. The second set of six commandments are concerned with how we relate to one another. Honor your parents. No murder. No adultery. No stealing. No lying. No coveting. 
These six are instructions on how we are to live together, here, on earth, for the short time that we are given to do so. At the outset, they seem like a doable list. I can occasionally make it through a day without directly breaking one of these rules. The coveting one is a little hard for me, but uh, I don't struggle so much with no murder. (laughs) These commandments help us outline how we should be treating each other, both that guy who lives across the street and mows his lawn at unholy hours of the morning, and also that guy who lives on a coffee plantation in Guatemala who doesn't get paid a living wage in order that we might drink cheap coffee. We can't forget that our community extends beyond the boundaries of those folks we see each day. We owe everyone, everyone, the respect laid forth by these rules. But still, they are rules, and they're old rules at that. They're basic enough principles so as not to go out of fashion, but... Back to the beginning of the sermon, rules from on high make me nervous. They make me question. Thankfully, though, there's already an answer here. It is the Bible, after all. Jesus. Jesus. Jesus and the great commandment are the answer to any question that I might have for this particular authority. Jesus sums up the Ten Commandments much later in Mark with this, which has come to be known as the Great Commandment. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. With this Great Commandment, Jesus has taken all ten of the other ones and turned them around. Where there were don'ts and strictures on behavior, here... Jesus reminds us that the Ten Commandments are actually ways to freedom. They are about freedom from worrying who we are to love and not love, who we are to take care of and honor. They are about freedom from worrying about gossip or the right shoes or whatever it is that weighs us down in this transitory life. The Ten Commandments, written with a heavy hand and literally in stone, were about getting the wandering tribes of Israel back on the right track and about reminding them and reminding us where values lie. They're a tough list, not so much tough to follow as tough to hear. We don't like don'ts. Even those of us who like a bit of imposed order don't like, to be feel, don't like to feel caged in by a bunch of don'ts. But when we remember that these commandments are the rule book for how we are to relate to God and to relate to one another, it makes them easier to understand. And then when we take it one step further and reframe them as Jesus the Christ did, That cage is lifted, and the boundary is only limited by our own capacity to love. I still question authority. I even question the actions and motivations of God in the world. Why, I ask from time to time. 
I push and I struggle and strive to understand the world around me. I think it's my job as a Christian to do so. But it's also my job to do my best to follow the rules set forth for me and for all of us by that same God who is bigger than my questioning and who loves me infinitely and without end. There are ten commandments, each as important as the others. And all of them are summed up by our Messiah in one word. Love. Love. 